Good Sunday morning to you, church. Good morning to you out there on Facebook Live. If you would give a shout out so Linda can keep track of your attendance. And for those of you on 7.7 FM, uh, we welcome you this morning. Hand sanitizer throughout the church. Masks are available if you need a mask. If you feel too close, we have room over here. Some announcements for you this morning. Ladies Bible study Tuesday morning at Phyllis Liebler's house at 730. Uh, Lenten service starts Wednesday night at Omard. And the time is 6.30. On Thursday, Nurture and Outreach meet at 10 o'clock. And then Food Truck Helpers, we need you at 1 o'clock. And also next Sunday, there will be a special offering uh, to go to the emergency fund. Uh, in our community right now, there is a tremendous need uh, of people who still need help. And there's a note in the bulletin for uh, sending birthday cards to Evelyn Cholnays whose birthday is on Tuesday. I'm missing any announcements this morning, church. Well, if we're done before you, we'll just keep pushing then. Everybody? Great. Uh, part of me feels like I need to apologize to some of you uh, for always asking you what. What did you say? I can't hear you. Well, I went and got my hearing tested, uh, got 14% hearing in this year. I've got 40% hearing in this year. So I have these new devices here. Uh, I had them on when I got in the building this morning, but it's going to take me some time to get used to having hearing aids. I was in my office, and Elding was standing over there by that back wall, and I could hear him breathing from my office. <laughs> <laughs> so... At the moment, everything is just so overwhelming to me. Uh, so I, I need your prayers. I, I covet your prayers. Uh, I've always had hearing problems, but since COVID, uh, after Karen and I had COVID, my hearing just went. Uh, so if you're speaking to me and I look like I'm dumbfounded, I probably am dumbfounded because I cannot hear you. Uh, yeah. I can't wait until it's my turn to go to heaven. I really can't. I'm in no hurry to get there, but you know, for all of us, there's going to be no, you know, and you know what I can hear the most? When I go to get up, I can hear every part of my body creak. My elbows have creaks I never knew before, my knees, my feet, but God is good and all the time. 
young disciples. Do you guys want to come up here one more step? Come up this one. Good morning. How is everybody today? Good. Are you good? Okay. I did a little demonstration here. I wanted to do it in front of you, but it's a little messy, so I did it at home. This is a jar of water, and it represents the world when God made it, and everything was clear and clean and pure. See how pretty that is? And there's oil above it. That represents God above the earth, above the world. Everything's good and clean. Then what happened? Do you know what happened? happened let me show you something this is the part i wanted to do for you but i did it at home because i didn't want to make a mess and then d would get after me this see that dark green that represents sin that come into the world adam and eve brought the original sin into the world and everything just got kind of dirty and messy and huh yeah we don't like sin do we and so as the world goes on, it got more and more full of sin. And God is still there, isn't he? Do you see that above, above there? And look at what happens. Yeah, that's Jesus. Look at We're going to mix it all up. Because as Christians, we are supposed to separate ourselves from sin and stay, stay with God, right? And look at We get all mixed up in that. The world kind of sucks us into all that dirty sin. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to stay separated and with him. So let's see what happens. Yep, he's the top. And if we had more time, and let this sit for a while. Maybe you guys can take this down with Miss Karen to church and watch it as it separates. But if we, if we pray and we repent and we turn away from our sins, then we can stay with God and with Jesus. Yeah, see, that one's clear. But we can, see how it's separating? Look at See, it was all mixed up, and it's starting to separate back. So then we can stay with Jesus like he wants us to. Okay? Yeah, we, then we stay, we stay away from the sin and the things of the world because it's, it's not God. It's God's laws, and what God calls sin is what's sin, not things that the world accepts. That is pretty, isn't it? Yeah. But men and our friends and... People of the world, we're not supposed to be of the world. We're just supposed to be in the world. So we don't want to be all mixed up in that sin. We want to rise above it, right? Okay, can we say a prayer? Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for these beautiful kids and for the parents who love them and care for them and bring them to church to, to learn your word and, and just be with them. Lord, protect them and guide them and give us all strength to shine your light and to separate from sin so that we can be with you in heaven. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, do you want to hold that a minute for me? Yes.
I doing with that? Oh. Someone shared joy this morning. I'm on vacation. <laughs> All the snow, absolutely. Ken's on vacation. Pray for Karen. <laughs> Who else has a praise this morning? The rest of you, your lives are miserable, eh? <laughs> Come on. Our Savior lives. Amen. 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 Diana? Yeah, I got a notice from Joe yesterday that he's going to be home next week, and he's done with his job in Kansas City, so he may be home for a while. That's my son, my youngest. Who else? Ruthie? Yes, it's a beautiful day, but it's cold. But I love the sparkling trees and everything. I had to take pictures. Amen. Just a beautiful world. Amen. Who is it that we need to remember in prayer this morning? Uh, the fellow that did the remodel on our bathroom and took the stairway out in the basement, Mike Newmeyer. He's uh, Lonnie's building inspector, and he's had COVID for about three weeks. He's in the hospital with blood clots in his lungs. Um, we're just praying for healing for him and for strength. My little friend, uh, Wild Bill Collins from down at uh, Wadham's area, he has been having really bad abdominal pains, and he's going to the hospital Tuesday to find out what's going on. And he's a handicapped young fellow, so he needs your prayers. We need to keep uh, young Jimmy Grote in our prayers. Um, he's been in and out of the hospital. I believe he's still in the hospital now um, with a very serious blood infection. He's not even recognizing his family. So just keep him in your prayers. Say a prayer for all the IBEW guys that's down in uh, Louisiana and Texas on this storm work. A bunch of them are my brothers in the IBEW. So pray for them for their safety. Is there anyone else? Then have you joined me in prayer this morning? And just for a moment, try to clear your minds of all the craziness of the world that surrounds us. Father, thank you for the little people.
and remind us that little people are going to make noise. Thank you for the sunshine and the beauty of the morning where we have the freedom to gather in your church. Father, thank you for technology. I lift up Jordan to you this morning, Father, and the baby in her womb. I lift up her friend Cheryl, who needs your touch, Father. We lift up Diana's son, Joe, who will be coming home. And Father, we lift up Diana to you. We lift up Ron Campbell and the disc that has given his body trouble. We lift up Aunt Diane to you as her cancer is starting to win the battle. We lift up Mike, who's fighting COVID, and we lift up all those others who are struggling with the virus. We lift up Bill as he goes before the doctor this week. Father, we lift up Jim to you and the blood infection in his body. We thank you for modern medicine and technology. And Father, we pray that there would be something that they could give to Jim that would balance out his blood. We lift up those down in Texas who have been affected by the and then all the line workers and the folks that have gone from other states to assist them. We lift up UMCOR and the American Red Cross who are assisting people. We thank you for the privilege to be in your house this day and the freedom that comes only from you. We lift up those who are elected into office. We lift up those who put on a badge and those first responders. We lift up our bishops and the United Methodist Church. We thank you for the abundance, Father. There are unspoken requests on hearts this morning. We thank you that you hear us when we pray, Father. And this morning, we pray our Father who art in heaven.
I would. What would you like? I'd like some Bob Seeger turn the page. <laughs> you probably could. Just kidding. Whatever you would like, because uh, <laughs> that saxophone, that's right. Uh, did you volunteer to play the saxophone? Oh, you didn't bring it with you? But you do have one? Okay. If you just play something while it's time for the offering and some have brought their tithes, their gifts, and their offerings forward. Uh, Can you play for three minutes? Okay. This is mine too. Oh, you got me three. Oh, thank you. God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here. Father, as we offer prayer this morning, I also lift up Elizabeth, and we thank you for her gift of music. And Father, we gather tithes, we bring gifts and we offerings that allow us to do the work of your church. We've called us to go out through the doors and into the world and to make disciples of Jesus Christ that we can transform this world one life at a time. We give you praise and thanks, Father. Amen. Now it's time for the little people to be dismissed to go to junior church.
Now, if I put the hearing aids in, I could tell you parents what your kids are doing down in the basement. <laughs> Elizabeth is okay. Uh, she wanted to know if it would be okay if she took this day and go visited her mother. Uh, absolutely. And then this was a, a unexpected blessing. Then we see the little people. We often heard it said that uh, the future of the church is in the little people. That means we need all of you too. Don't ever think that there's not a place for you in God's house. What's your challenge? From John's Gospel, the fourth chapter. Jesus explained it this way. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, for months between planting time and harvest. But I say, wake up, look around. The fields are already ripe for the harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest for the people is brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to the harvest where you didn't plant, where others have already done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. The word of God for the people of God. The nourishment that's being talked about in verse 34 is spiritual nourishment. And how do we get spiritual nourishment? You get it in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So I ask you this morning in the midst of all the stuff that's going on in the world around you, Are you being fed by God's word? Reading his Bible is an important part of our journey. Being in Bible study is an important part of the journey. Being in church is an important part of this journey for the spiritual nourishment. Don't know how folks are able to function throughout their week without spending time with Jesus. And it doesn't have to be necessarily on Sunday morning in the building. Uh, I'm amazed that uh, from Sunday to Sunday, how many people are actually watching Brown City United Methodist Church on Facebook Live. We've gone over a thousand viewers I think for this past week, we had like 340. People are needing 
to be fed in the midst of all the chaos that's around us. But I'm wondering about you folks as individuals this morning and what your challenge is. The word says the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. What, what are you doing in your harvest field, in your group, be it your family, your workplace, your neighborhood, in your church family? See, I, I think first you need to realize that in, in your individual settings, in, in my individual setting, that God has given us our own crops, if I may say. And he's calling us to tend to our crops. Tend to the people around you. Tend to the people that uh, you, you may run into in the grocery store. Or when you see people in need. It's your opportunity to share Jesus with them. So I, I, I really wonder about not just the United Methodist Church, but the Christian church, universal. If we did more than be comfortable on Sunday morning, because you, you got to admit that the pews are pretty comfortable. Can you hear the children? See, you have no idea the joy that's in that woman's heart right now. This has been something she's been working on and planning on, and uh, you don't see her bouncing off the walls like I do. That's her field. Now, where's that music coming from? Is that coming from downstairs? Really? <laughs> so you, you need to look in your own field and you're responsible for that you have been coming to church for a while there's got to be a reason for that I hope it's more than just a habit that started with grandma years ago I hope it's because you have uh, a love for Jesus Christ. You have a love for each other. But you also have a responsibility to each other. How's your field look? So I went to the hardware store yesterday and I got this torch that you hook up to a propane tank. And it says it is for burning weeds. I needed it to melt some ice. And it's amazing as I'm watching this great ice sculpture melt. I had a vision of the church and how over time 
in, our, in this great nation that we live in, it doesn't seem like church is, in, as, is as important as it once was in this great nation. It doesn't seem like there's a call to minister to those who are lost. And if they took their last breath today and they don't know Jesus Christ, they don't go on to perfection. His word assures us that, that you have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. How are you sharing Jesus with those in your circle? Some never will. Some will say, well, my family's really not ready to accept Christ. I wasn't ready to accept Christ. And and I've shared with you, this was not my plan. This was God's plan. God's got a plan for all of us. And it's more than uh, coming up with an excuse on why we're not happy with this, why we're not happy with this, why we're not doing that, and why we're not doing that. There's people in my life and in your life that don't know him yet. Your challenge is to surrender How hard is it to surrender? Let me ask you a question. I want want you to respond. Just by showing a hands or something, a nod. How many of you have to have it your way? Come on, be honest. You know, hi, Ken. <laughs> you know what I love? I, I love this. And I saw a little bit of it. Where the spouse took the hand of the other one <laughs> and raised it. But you know what? In, re- in response to that, that you cannot get your spouse into heaven. I cannot get my spouse into heaven. I can't get you into heaven. But it goes back to that planting of the seeds to be a contagious Christian. See, God God wants it his way too. He doesn't want anybody to suffer. He doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants everyone to be in his kingdom. But he gives us free choice. And, And you have a choice this morning. You can do nothing with the message that you receive or you can put it into action. Faith in action. I want to do the best I can for Christ. I want to be uncomfortable for Christ. And I don't like being uncomfortable. I like to have my life organized and have some kind of structure to it. But I'm also willing that when God whispers that we can throw that structure aside, throw that plan aside, throw my way aside and do it God's way. And by our faith, that our faith is so strong that we know without a doubt that he will never leave us or forsake us. 
that he's going to give us the words and the, the talent to get through the task that he gives us. And every one of you in here this morning, you have a task. If you call Brown City United Methodist Church your home church, you have a task here. It's not just coming for an hour on Sunday morning or for those of you that make Bible study for two hours on Sunday morning. It starts when you leave this place. Do they know that there's something different about you? Do they know that you're Christian? Or are you just one of those that they know you might go to church? But on Monday morning, they can't tell that you do. You know where we start? We start with us. With the individual. I used to have this huge mirror. It was about this wide and probably that tall. And there was a purpose for the mirror. I hated the reflection. And I was just looking at me. It's sort of funny how it's sort of funny how people view us. Little sweetie gave me these three little Valentines this morning. I'm assuming this one's me. I thought maybe she had me confused for Jeff because this looks more like your husband's goatee than my beard. Uh. <laughs> but apparently that's how I'm viewed. How, how, how's, how's God view you? How do people in your community view you? It starts with us as individuals. So you have to get yourself right. I have to get myself right before I can make any impact on anyone else. That's why I asked the question earlier and some of you raised your hand and that's great. But you know what worries me? Those of you who didn't raise your hand because it starts with the individual. Yeah? Yeah? You know what I've noticed about him? Since Clarence hasn't been in church, that's my amen section. It starts with us as individuals to let your light shine. But we come up with all these reasons why we don't. But God has empowered us and equipped us. And I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You can do all things. All you have to do is step out in faith. What if I start something and I fail? Have you ever failed at anything? I have fallen flat on my face in life. Flat on my face. If, if I wouldn't have been an addict, I'd be retired by now with a great state pension. But I fell flat on my face because I was living in the world doing worldly things. And then Christ changed me. We have second opportunities. The challenge is, for all of us, what are you doing with the opportunities that God gives you. Love goes a long, long way. 
A smile goes a long, long way. What will happen as attendance starts growing in the church and we start to see more little people in the church? How many of you are willing to say, yeah, I'll go help? I'll tell you most likely I'm not. I'm not. I would. Who's going to fill in here on Sunday? And I know some of you can. Lonnie can preach. Others can. But this is what God's called me to do. Little people is what God's called Karen to do. Music, obviously, is what God's called her to do. Sunday school teacher, God's called him to be a Sunday school teacher. God's called you all to do something. And your challenge is, are you willing to do it? You know, I I start counting for our vacation the day I get back from vacation. I think right now there's 194 days or something like that. But you you know what I'm excited about? When we get on vacation this year... I get to do the funeral service for our friend Pinky in the river. That would be the third funeral I've done in the Betsy River from just meeting these people in fish camp and growing a connection with them. And and, and sometimes it's really comical because you, you just get thrown into a situation and a lot of the folks where we go, they like to party. They drink heavy. And then God puts the preacher in the mix of them. And it's, God's got a great sense of humor. You know what happens? They start to act a little bit different. Their language is a little bit better. They might not be drunk at 9.30 in the morning. They might wait until 10.30. But changes start taking place in their life. And see, the people that are surrounded by you, when your light shines, change will start to take place in their life. Sometimes we like the whole thing to change right now. We want everything to be perfect. Everything's not going to be perfect. It was when God created the heavens and the earth, it was perfect. And then in the garden, it was altered by the fall of man. But he gives us an opportunity. You have an opportunity today, a great challenge before us. In the midst of all the trouble that's going on, just in the United States, not in the world, you have a great opportunity. And the challenge is ever before you. Is your light going to shine? Are they going to put a bushel basket over and put your light out? The world cannot put your light out, your Christ-like light, your spiritual foundation, unless you let it. Unless you let it. 
The best advice I can give to people in this day and age is turn the television off because it's garbage. And the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Instead of watching CNN or Fox News, turn it off and pick up God's word. His word will give you hope in hopeless times. His word hasn't changed. And then strengthen yourself by helping others. Helping your neighbor by writing that card, by making that call, by making a dish for someone you know is struggling. I hope this lady's watching me on Facebook Live this morning. Someone put on the Facebook the other night, the night before the storm. Remember the little snowstorm that came? This, I saw this post from this mother. Her two teenage boys are wanting to earn some money by shoveling sidewalks and driveways. So, so I sent her a text. Said, hey, I want mine done. They'll be over there first thing in the morning if there's no school. Well, there was no school that day. Obviously, first thing in the morning is different for everybody. Because <laughs> I, I get a message from her at, at 1030. Well, my boys are just now getting up. They'll be over shortly. And my response back was, forget it. It was done three hours ago. That's how some people are in their faith journey. They don't like to get up. Hey, there's some Sunday mornings, believe me, I love to sleep in. If Karen and I sleep in past five o'clock in the morning, we're doing pretty good. It's not all about me. It's not all about you if we say that we're a follower of Jesus Christ. It's about everybody. Do you realize that uh, they just did a, a graph of people that are suffering from mental abuse over the pandemic? Folks that are locked in their house and can't get out or don't want to get out because they're, they're scared? I remind you again, fears of the devil. Jesus brings life and light. Where, where Satan, his purpose is to destroy and confuse. You may know somebody, I may know somebody that just needs some love. The love of Christ. You know, it's going to be funny. Who, who went down there to help? They're going to come back up and their hair's going to be standing straight up. <laughs> I, I met a man about 16 months ago here in Brown City. I don't think he goes to church. He's in my office. Two weeks ago. Remember I said you just plant seeds along the way? I'm doing this wedding this afternoon. I'm excited about that. He doesn't have a church affiliation. But he felt comfortable enough to ask me. I'm excited about that. Because there's going to be people that come into our life and we don't judge them. 
That's the biggest test. That's one of our biggest challenges. If we could get over that, we could accomplish more. But sometimes we look at the way people are dressed or they're not dressed or after shaggy looking or remember the man that crawled down the aisle not long ago? He was a weirdo. But you want to know what? Someone saw him out there and invited him in here. That's big. Because that person looked different than us. Long hair. Dirty clothes. Unkept. Come on in. In here, on my watch, everybody's welcomed and we're all equal. Because as I study God's word, we're all children of the most high God and he doesn't have favorites. We're all his children. Remember Jeffrey Dahmer? Remember him about him? He was a crazy man. He would kill people and he would eat them. They say Jeffrey Dahmer confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior before he died. Where's that jar that Linda had? He was he was green and nasty. Color was off. His life was off. And then when he accepted Jesus Christ, from my view, the other, the other jar was crystal clear. Washed white as snow. Because that's what Christ Jesus does. He washes us white as snow. Here's a real challenge for you. In your mind... Think of somebody in your harvest field that might not know Jesus Christ yet. And and see, that's a tricky thing for me. Because just because someone doesn't attend the institution doesn't mean they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean they're not born again. But God's word says that the institution is good for the fellowship. And I I agree with that. But sometimes we have no clue on where the person stands outside there. But find that one in your third eye and, and focus on them. Be a new light to them. Bring hope to them. Oh, here's a challenge for you. It's going to be hard for some of you. Serve the Father with excitement 
and fun. Well, how, how do you do that? I think if somebody sees us and we're more upbeat, we're more jubilant, we're more happy, we're more cheerful, uh, we go to bed whistling, we wake up singing, whatever it may be, that you're liable to have more of an impact on someone rather than just getting in their face and tell them, you better change the way you're living or you're going to hell. It's not going to work real well. Love is the answer. We need to love the sinner and not the sin. We can love each other without judging each other. Serve God gladly. You know what I enjoyed this morning? I love watching. I'm going to pick on you, you acolytes this morning, okay? I love watching these guys. I really do. And in our two years here, there's been pretty much three guys. The three hooligans in the back. No, you're not in there yet. (laughs) But you're just this far from being a hooligan. I've never seen them grumpy. I noticed this morning they're a little bit more in step. They seem to have fun. There seems to be excitement with them. Eldon, how old are you, if I may ask? 73. So if the old boy who's 73 can be full of excitement and look like he's having fun, what does that say for us who are younger? A lot. And what does it say for you who are older? A lot. It's okay to have fun in church. It's okay to be excited in church. I was so excited I took my hearing aids out before you started playing that thing. That was a really good idea because you would have brought me way up here. With that same enthusiasm, My prayer for you is that you're seeking after the Father. Some of you can say, well, I I accepted Christ when I was 10. And that's beautiful. But from 10 until 90, what did you do in your harvest field? How many people have you brought to the Lord? That's our purpose. To make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That through what God has equipped us with, we can share with somebody and help them come to where they can be part of the body of Christ, where they can accept Jesus Christ. Where they they don't have to be in bondage anymore. And that we should strive to be gracious. You can be the most educated person in the world you're walking people of degrees. But if you don't know how to love your neighbor, all that paper's garbage, in my opinion. 
I followed a preacher one time who on his business card, mine says Pastor Pat. Well, right now I don't have a business card, but my last one said Pastor Pat in the name of the church. But on Bill's business card, he had his name, and there were three other lines underneath his name, with his BA, his MA, his DDA, his MNIA, and he was one of the most rude preachers I've ever met. All that stuff didn't mean deadly in my opinion, because there was no love. There was no Christ. His challenge was to see how he could glorify himself. I want to glorify Jesus Christ. When I stand before him, I want him to say, well done. And the longer I go on in ministry, the more I go on in life. In my father's house, there are many rooms. I want the doghouse. I'm convinced to have the lowest level in heaven with my heavenly father is greater than anything I've experienced on this earth. Your challenge is in these trying times to search the scriptures for the truth, to have a better relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the truth. And the truth will set you free. Nothing else will. Oh, I shouldn't say that. No, I won't. You know, it's, it's, you know what one of my biggest challenges is this morning? Not having Karen in the front row saying, no, you can't say that. <laughs> and having Elizabeth over here rattling the chain saying, no, you can't say that. Would you pray with me? Father, just touch Grady this morning. Thank you for the young people downstairs, the little people. Thank you for Emily and Karen working with them. I think Judy's down there too. Lord, we ask a blessing upon Junior Church as it continues to grow. Thank you for your love. Father, forgive us of our shortcomings and reveal to us how we could best serve you, how we could best serve those in our circle. Thank you, Father. Amen. I have to confess to you, it's going to take me a little bit of time to get used to hearing those magical noises that come from the basement. Amazing grace.
Amen. I'm not sure if you're all aware of this, but at the horseshoe this morning, they're not normally open on Sunday, but at the horseshoe this morning, uh, from 9 o'clock until 1 o'clock, they're having a pancake-type breakfast, and it's a fundraiser uh, for someone in the community uh, that has fallen on some hard times and needs some financial blessing. Uh, so if you don't have any plans for breakfast, uh, go bless them if you could. Rob, would you close us in prayer? I will. Take it out of that 50 you owe me. As we leave your house. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're starting to. I'll just start over now. Dear Heavenly Father, as we leave your home or your house to travel to our homes, we ask you guide us, protect us, and especially the little ones you brought into this house are such a joy to my heart, and I hope it is to everybody else's. In the name of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen.